Brain Librarian Podcast. <laughs> it's only been a couple of months, <laughs> but whatever. Here we are. I'm your librarian, Christina, and the library is officially back open. This episode is The Night Shift by Alex Finley, and here is the 90 second or less summary roundup. It's 1999, soon to be the year 2000. And on this particular night, a group of high schoolers are working at an old blockbuster in New Jersey, handling typical video store shenanigans while also being teenagers. Suddenly, they're all murdered except for one. This event becomes known as the Blockbuster Massacre. Fast forward 15 years later, and the same exact thing happens to a group of high school workers at an ice cream shop. This story is told from three different perspectives. The blockbuster survivor, the brother of the accused murderer, now turned fugitive, and an FBI agent. Following their motivations and different backgrounds, they are on the verge and mission in finding out if this is a copycat case or if the murderer has returned home for more. So getting into it, this was a so-so kind of book or read for me, but I am tipping towards the scale of enjoying it rather than not. As far as the nostalgia goes, I felt a little misled in a way because in my mind, I thought the story would focus a lot more on what happened in this blockbuster, like kind of focusing on the students, what led up to the murder, but instead what actually happened was quite the opposite. I felt that Alex Finley only touched on the past when it was convenient to the story, such as explaining how a certain character fits into this whole ordeal, which is also a little misleading because, you know, if you're opening the story up or the summary up with blockbusters, it's the 90s, I think people are going to want to read it for that reason. And I didn't feel that it was touched on enough, at least for my liking. For the most part, the story was focused mostly on this ice cream shop massacre really than anything else. As far as the characters go, I didn't think that they were boring, but they weren't written well enough for me to care either way on how their fate would end. <laughs> they were they were just okay. I will say I didn't at the time and still don't understand the point of having the FBI agent to this story, especially with her being essential and her having a point of view. I mean, she's seven or eight months pregnant in this book and she's consistently putting herself in harm's way. Plus she does not have any ties to either of the massacres. Her sister was not a victim. She did not know the accused. She wasn't the one working. So. While reading this thriller, I just did not understand her purpose other than having, you know, like a third wheel point of view. Whereas with Ella, who is the survivor and Chris, the accused murderer's brother, at least they have one connection to this whole thing and what's going on. Honestly, their personalities were kind of lacking, but at least they were written where the reader has some kind of attachment to what's going on, either with Ella and or Chris. But Agent Keller, uh, again, I don't understand what her purpose was. 
I also felt overall there was a lot going on and still at the same time, not enough. For example, specifically, there were a lot of names that were thrown out with characters from both massacres. And I felt like it was expected to know who was who and what was what. And this character was from the past, her and this one was from the present. But I don't know these people. There were no distinctions, personalities, or even just characteristics with these deceased people. Yes, they were mentioned because they were part of the story and they were important, but you throwing out a name, I felt challenged (laughs) with trying to remember who was part of which massacre and who was friends with whom and just how things were connected until a certain character kind of tied everything in. I think with Chris's character, he was about the only one that we really got a glimpse into his life. Yes, we saw a little bit of Ella's as she is the survivor and and she dealt with a lot more. But with Chris specifically, not that I felt an emotional connection with by any means, not even close, but I felt more for him than I did for Ella. We see him come from a broken home where his mother left him and his brother with their abusive father. He was then taken into the system and taken care of by like a loving family loving and caring family his brother was accused of murder and then vanished when he made bail without a trace and he's also been following him via youtube where he doesn't show his face he's just traveling the world and chris really believes that this is his brother trying to reconnect with him without being obvious i did feel that chris had the most substance in this book Again, yeah, we saw some of Ella's background, like coming from a rich family. Her relationship with her mother is not the best by any means. Her whole connection with the massacre and why she was the only survivor. But she's also a cheater. And I don't know, I just didn't feel for her compared to what I did for Chris. And maybe that was intentional or... Maybe I'm just cold-hearted, <laughs> which, which could be it. As far as a lot going on, yes, the names. Meanwhile, there were also plot holes that weren't filled, specifically the end and how things unraveled, that just didn't make sense or just wasn't realistic. And I'm not going to say specifically what it was, but because, I mean, this is a new book. It's not like it's been out that long. There's still a wait list. But the very end and why and the reasoning and the rationale wasn't believable for me. Yes, it can happen, but I wasn't buying it. And honestly, I strongly believe (laughs) that if it went how I had pictured in my head, like this story would have been bomb. Like if Alex Finley had focused a lot more on the nostalgia of it, I think it would have been a lot better than what it was. I feel like I am kind of tearing it apart, but overall I thought it was a good read. A little misleading. I don't know why I struggle with that. A little misleading, but overall it was cool. I just felt like it could have been executed a lot better. This leads me into my rating of this story. If you're not familiar, I have three categories that I rate books out of, and they're all out of five each. 
The first one is the description or the presentation of the book. Does the summary that's given match with what was actually presented in the book? I would say this is a two and a half. Personal enjoyment or engagement of the story, I would give this a three and a half. I really did like it. Yeah, it was good. Could have been executed a lot better, but I still enjoyed it. And then last but not least, rereadability. What are the chances of me picking this book back up again and reading it? And I would give this a three. I did not hate this book. Yes, it could have been executed better. He should have listened to my thoughts, but it was still a fun read. And this is something that I would recommend. And that's all I have about this book. You should check it out. If you've read this book or if you've read his other one, because I believe this is his second book. If you've read either one of them, you should let me know what you thought by following me and commenting on my Instagram at The Binging Librarian. Let's talk about it. Let's chat. Let's discuss. And with that, the library is officially 